a kind of saying that I keep reminding myself is that like what I do is not sacred. So like anything that I write, it can always be improved upon. I've spent the last 10 years honing my skills as a designer and building on my experience to grow my career. Looking back on my journey, it got me thinking, what does it take to be a creative professional? How do you build an effective creative business or grow a successful career? I'm on an infinite quest to learn and apply something new every day. So join me as we dive into the stories and strategies of the most talented creators working today. My name is Anthony Spano, and this is Stay Creating. All right. I am sitting here with Jonathan Foster, Artistic Director of Thicket and Thistle. What's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Happy to be here. Yeah. So, um, so... Tell us a little bit about uh, Thicket and Thistle. This is your uh, your production company? Yeah, so Thicket and Thistle, we are a group of actor, musicians, slash writers, slash improvisers, comedians, and we create original musical theater. Uh, we, as I said, we're all actor musicians, so we write our own music. We play our own music during the show, so we don't have, like, an orchestra that plays it for us. Right. Um, and we're running around on stage with our instruments in hand, dancing around, singing, um, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. We have a, we have a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So yeah, so let's rewind a little bit. So, um, you're in, in, into theater. Have you always been, uh, your entire life? Does this go back to childhood at all or where did it start? Oh yeah. I mean, I would, I would say as, as long as I can remember, I have been in some former fashion performing. Most of it was like me in like bed sheets dancing around in front yeah. of my family, like at the fireplace. Um, as my stage. As yeah, it yeah, were. yeah, sure. Yeah, and um, that kind of just continued through. Um, I would do things in in, uh, in school or in churches, outside of church and sure. school as well. So, uh, yeah, so you grew up in Texas. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I was born in Lubbock, Texas, and then I moved to Houston when I was like seven years old. Okay. And, any yeah. uh, any siblings in your family? Yeah, so I'm I have one brother who I'm like very close with. We're blood brother, bro, mm, blood brothers. Yeah. There's a tongue twister for you. <laughs> and then um, through extended families and all that stuff, I have uh, two older siblings, and then I have two younger siblings. Awesome. So there's a total of six of us. Cool, cool. So a big audience. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots of family. Lots of especially being a child of divorce. Yeah, having yeah. having going from having just like two sets of families to having four sets of families. Yeah, yeah. So I could do like the same show four different for four right. different audiences. No, no repeats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Um, yeah. So uh, what about in school, like in school plays and things like that? Always kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely was the, was the theater kid that everyone knew. I did all the musicals and, and uh, especially in uh, high school, branching out also and doing like community theater uh, shows cool. as well during that time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And d- also, like performing, but also because you sort of do this now um, with like writing, writing these plays. Are how, were you writing back then, or at least like keeping journals or notes or anything on on ideas that you had? Um, yeah, so I think especially in elementary school, actually, is where I started like figuring out that this is what I like to do. I like to like write skits yeah. and make my friends perform them. And I would do this, especially in, in elementary school. Cause we had like a talent show day once a month where we got to like oh. share with a class, something that we did. And so I would always write like 
funny little scripts and and this is an elementary school yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like fourth and fifth grade yeah people are bringing like rocks to show people yeah and yeah, you're yeah, writing, yeah. Like, like and i have i have a dissertation on the meaning of comedy <laughs> <Right>. um <laughs> and uh yeah so i guess i definitely started there and then writing a lot i did a lot of church uh church theater mm-hmm. and did a lot of writing and creating uh for the church and then in college, I took a couple of writing courses, did a lot of devised work as well. So kind of like creating and writing there. Yeah. And then when I moved to the big city, that's kind of where where I knew to be comfortable. And so I gravitated towards, well, instead of doing other people's work, I wanted to write and make my own work. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. When did you move to New York? I moved here in May of 2012. Hmm. Okay. So you've been here for a little bit now. Almost. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A little over seven years. Yeah. That's awesome. How, I'm sure you love New York. I do. There's something about the creative energy and the and the kind of people that New York attracts. Like the people who grew up in this area are already like great people. But yeah, I yeah. think what I love about New York is that because it is such a beacon of creativity that it just like calls forth all of these like really creative minds. It's it's very true. Yeah. It, it, creativity is found everywhere in the city. It's amazing, mm-hmm. uh, in all in all corners of the city. Yeah, you know? uh, so that's awesome. Um, you brought up church theater a couple of times. Did you grow up religious at all? Or oh yeah, yeah. my family was. I, they still are very conservative Christian. Yeah, like Bible Belt yeah, Christians. Yeah. We I went to church. Um, I was in church like six times a week, like Sunday wow. morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Saturday Multiple afternoon. Visits in oh a day. yeah, 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 and. Uh, that because that that was my life like that's just kind of what I knew and then when I uh, went off to college I was like oh yeah I don't have to I don't have to be at church <laughs> all the time and right. then some other other things happen but uh, yeah. for the most part yeah I got a lot of my performance in the church which is actually an interesting uh, uh, I forget who which uh, uh, mentor was saying this to me but that there's two places where we as a group of people will like sit together and look at something and say, like, we don't know if this is true or not, right, <laughs> and it's right. church and theater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Well, yeah. I can definitely relate to the church part. So uh, same thing, Christian family, Catholic. Mm-hmm. I grew up Catholic. Um, yeah, I grew out of that as I got older, mm-hmm. uh, so I definitely relate. Uh, but actually, relate it to me for the theater part. Uh, explain that a little bit. So every summer, we would do, like, the uh, vacation Bible school, which I don't know if you'll have that up here in the Northeast, uh, of just, like, it was a week. In mm-hmm. the summer, instead of going to daycares, like summer camp, yeah, you would go to the church and you would have like, uh, in the morning, there'd be like morning assembly with like all these kids and we would like put on skits for the kids. And yeah. then at the end of the weekend would be like a big musical that the whole church would put on. And it was like a big to do. And right. then also doing like drama ministry, going to uh, different churches and doing skits and, and you know, writing, writing funny, quote-unquote funny right, right. <laughs> uh, uh, works to talk about your know, religious themes. So comedy, you say funny, like comedy even um, right now it's part of Thicket and Thistle, right? Mm-hmm. You, you incorporate that. Has it always been, that That has always been a thing, comedy, or or trying to be funny in, yeah. your, in your writing? Yeah, it definitely has, because for me, that's just where I live, is yeah. I always live and in, in trying to make people laugh or make people enjoy themselves, uh, which is not to say that I don't like to go to those darker places. I have a couple of plays that get dark, but for sure. the most part, it's comedy is a much more, 
it's much more fun to say, hey, come see my musical comedy as opposed to, like, hey, come see my musical drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That's true. People probably are more inclined to see uh, a, a comedic performance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. No, I, I, too, love to make people laugh, but also to laugh, right? It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a huge aspect of my life that, um, I don't know, I just, it's something that's there, that's present. You yeah. Know? And especially when you're creating or you get the opportunity to work on the things that you're creating. Um, I found that it's much more fulfilling to to be in a room where you're working on a comedy. Yeah. Because, uh, like, uh, there's definitely moments, like I said, that where we kind of dip away from the comedy uh, entirely. But there is, for the most part, like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Like, we're in a room and we're making people laugh. And right, that's, like, right. a great feeling. Yeah, totally. Uh, listen, I used to be in a room with my friends and we used to... Um, smoke a little pot uh-huh. and we used to think we were hilarious you know yeah. and and we used to talk about like hey we should do a radio show i think we would be hilarious and thinking back and we would always be like yeah well we think we're hilarious no one <laughs> right. else is going yeah. to you know <laughs> um so i think you always kind of run that risk of like i don't know is this funny mm-hmm. i don't know but you had so much practice actually putting it out there and almost testing it on like all these audiences so you you knew right well yeah the 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 key to that success, I would say, is that what you're seeing is a bunch of jokes that we've tried out on each other. Right. So uh, when we have writers meetings, we'll come in and we'll be like, okay, I have this form or this like, these are kind of how the lines should flow. And I have like four different punchlines. So let me read off mm. all these punchlines. And sometimes we'll go into a, like, I'll, I'll bring like four that I think are really funny and I'll bring them in and like no, nobody will respond to them. I'm like, okay, well then you need to beat that joke is what we call it. Ooh, okay. And I like so, that. And so then we're just like, okay, who can beat this joke? And then when we're running up on our, running it up on its feet, um, we let, we kind of just kind of keep playing around with it to yeah. kind of make sure that we get the the funniest joke. Yeah, there. I love that. No, that's awesome. Uh, and I can relate to that even like in my career as a designer. It's like people have feedback mm-hmm. and they go, I don't like this. Great. So if I only had the beat that joke, mm-hmm. it would be great. Beat that design. Yeah. And if you can, sure, we'll change it. <laughs> or like give the constructive feedback, you know? 100% because, yeah, yeah I, I feel like a big part of collaborating is realizing that what I bring to the table is not the end all be all. And I have a, a kind of saying that I keep reminding myself is that like what I do is not sacred. So like anything that I write, it can always be improved upon. And so going into it with that mindset of this could be funny. Somebody else like help me make it funnier (laughs) is a, is in, in going at it with that mindset is just the writing process is so much easier. Totally, totally. If you go in just to say, well, that's self-awareness too. You know, like, I, I need help with this, right? Mm-hmm. It's not there. It's funny, but it's not there yet, mm-hmm. you know? Somebody help me bring it across the finish line, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's really cool. So, all right, so take me through your process a little bit for for writing. Like, how do you, if you get an idea, it's magic, boom, lightning. You write it down, you have a notepad in your phone, or how does it work? Yeah, so... Most of my writing has been just like notebook on mm. uh, notepad on the phone, uh, yeah. especially like in the subway. Like I'll see somebody like, oh, I wonder what their life story is. You know, what? I'm going to make it up for them and and and, and write and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, um, and then more specifically with Thicket and Thistle, like the way that that creative we've uh, we've been together for a little over four years now, and after four years of 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 working together and figuring out how each other works, we've gotten into a really good groove, right? Of coming together to create the story of of like, this is our outline. 
all the plots, all the characters, all the arcs, everything. This mm-hmm. is what it is. And then we kind of scatter a bit and say, okay, who wants to take what parts? Okay. And who wants to write some of these songs or who wants to write some of these uh, uh, scenes? Yeah. And we scatter and then we come back together and it's like, okay, let's do a quick show and tell. And we kind of do that process until the entire outline has ha- has been written. Right. Uh, so give me an example or, sorry, give me a rundown of the team. Do they all have their own strengths or their own, um, like, superpowers? Or are they all sort of very, have, like, a, a wide range to do each one of those things? A little bit of both. Okay. So, okay. so we, everybody has their distinct heavy strengths. Right. Uh, so, for example, we have we have Kyle, who is, like, a really solid music writer. Mm-hmm. And then we have... Uh, Sam and myself, who we really like writing. And okay. so that's why kind of what we do, writing scene scene works. Um, and then we have a couple of people who are like not necessarily super creative, but are really willing to um, to play along. But then on the other side, then they handle our like our admin roles that okay. happen when you have when you're running a company. Yeah, totally. And uh, so that is to say that a bunch it's a bunch of a bunch of people playing to their strengths, all yeah. working together. That's awesome. Yeah, and not easy to find each one of those people, you know, no. or people that are really strong in those things. Yeah. So bring us back to the start of that. How did you guys get started? Yeah. So when I when I moved to New York, I was here. I only knew a handful of people, and one of my good buddies from college, his name's Kyle Atchison, who is a great music writer. He has a couple of albums out. Um, uh, on, on all the uh, uh, music sources, yeah. uh, he uh, he moved a year after I moved here, and we got together and we we're like, "Hey, we want to write, we mm-hmm. want to create, we want to do something." And after having that conversation, I had a, a friend who was a producing a festival hit me up and is like, "Hey, do you want to write anything for this festival?" And so I went back to Kyle and I said, "Hey, let's write something." And so on our first day of writing, he brought one of his buddies that he uh, met when he lived in Portland. And the three of us got together and we just started working. We started writing. Huh. And as and it was it was a ten minute musical festival mm-hmm. that we were writing for. So we wrote we wrote our outline and we wrote the the uh, uh, story. And then after we finished it, we're like, okay, yeah, this is good. We don't have any girls though, so we need to kind of yeah. we need to round out this team. And so we brought in uh, two girls that Kyle and I had went to college with. Okay, and that rounded out the team for that for that time. And then after that festival, we had a bunch of success and we started growing, but then we also, um, one of our members, uh, had to leave because she got booked on the once Broadway tour. Oh, wow. Uh, the Broadway tour of once, I guess yeah, is yeah. the smart way of saying yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> um, uh, and so she was moving, she's been moving around. And so then we, uh, had auditions for an open position and we hired, um, another girl to take her place who, uh, played a different instrument and had an entirely different set of creative mm. ideas that she brought to the table. And uh, then after that, we we added in another person who a handful of us knew from Portland. So cool. a bunch of... Uh, getting it's it's I, I like to describe it as like getting your friends together yeah yeah and she's like hmm in my friend group like who do i know that can play instruments that is really fun to be in a room with and it also has like that good creative energy right and so finding those three like somebody who fits all those three yeah, for yeah. this group it's a challenge but when you find it it's like yeah golden. right right yeah that's really cool um and and so it, like th- that chemistry just kind of starts happening right you can mm-hmm. feel it um, how do you? How can you tell that somebody is maybe a quote unquote permanent member of of the team? That's a good question. Um, I think the that we're all uh, 
at this point, the the core six of us are like, okay, we've been tested through fortitude and fire, sure, as it sure. as it were. Um, there is, I think, something that comes of that is being able to dedicate weekly time. Yeah, one of the big, uh, one of the big things that I subscribe to ascribe to our success mm-hmm. is that we meet once a week. Every every Monday night, we meet for four hours, whether we have a show going on or not. It's just like huh. we all get together and we all have that time that is sacred time. It's like this is our time that we as a team get together. We work on whatever project is in front of us. We look ahead at what's, uh, you know, what's after those projects. We play games. We drink. We have a good time with each other. And forming that camaraderie is what makes people a permanent, as it were, uh, uh, um, member of the group. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. And so do you always try to, I love that you keep that time Mm -hmm. because that's super helpful. It's something to look forward to Mm -hmm. and it's something, um, that you get into routine with. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I'm wondering, do you always look to get something productive out of that, that get together? In other words, are you ever just getting together and having drinks and shooting the shit or do you make sure at least something creative comes out of it? Definitely. So th- we go there with that intention you do. of okay. like that we have, we do have, we have things to create. Now cool. we've been very fortunate over the past few years to always have another project coming up. Okay. So there's always like, you know, we, we have whatever project we're working on. We also have that coming up on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And so like, as we've been fortunate to not have any downtime as it were, where we're just kind of like, Oh yeah, we don't have anything to do this. Week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With that said, however, we do make a point. We are each other's best friends outside of that time as well. And yeah. so we hang out on the weekends. We, uh, before and after these, these Monday meetings, we'll, uh, we'll play board games. Mm-hmm. We know each other's friends and families. Right. They all are our own friends and families. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so, you guys are like a family. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. All right. So I was fortunate enough to catch um, What's Your Wish? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which was your first production? Uh, yes, it was the first. So the ten-minute uh, musical that I was talking about that we kind of morphed that from that ten-minute version to two and a half years later to being a full uh, off-Broadway production, uh, which was amazing. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm honest. It was. Um, it was. We didn't know. So we went as a team mm-hmm. here, um, and you know we we want to support uh, all all of our creatives at work, you know, and like our friends, and um, we we went in with like almost zero expectations and we were all absolutely blown away. I mean, thank you. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, you have a, a truly talented bunch. Um, I mean, everybody's playing instruments and they're, and they're incredibly talented at, at singing and writing and they're funny. It's, it's really something. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm very fortunate. Um, and it, it, there was even an accordion. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so how does that come together? Uh, oh, sorry. So you you wrote this. It was a ten minute play. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your wish? And it was it always that was always the the short story. Yeah, it was always that idea of very much like a a. a a version of the Wizard of Oz tale of like two boys that don't belong in the real world find themselves in a magic book yeah. that are chased by a witch <laughs> and try to get home alive. Like that was always the conceit. Right, right. And so the parameters, like as we were able to add time and add money, like, oh yeah, well, we could add another character and like ha- having all these different thoughts. And then, oh yeah, what if this was like a big puppet moment? And what if they, you know, keep kind of. <clears throat> Maybe keep growing on all these like what if ideas. Yeah. To it was like oh yeah, and now all of a sudden we wrote all these down. It's like oh yeah, we have a ninety minute musical. Wow. So and so what's uh, what's a good time for a musical? Would you say sixty to ninety minutes? Oh, that's a good question. So the 
what I prefer uh, uh, is when you go to a show and there's no intermission. It's just like a solid 90 minutes mm-hmm. of nonstop action, uh, and that's great. Um, there are obviously a handful of musicals that do like like uh, hour intermission, another hour, yeah. something along those lines. And that works for a lot of people, but the energy that we found for Thicket and Thistle shows is it's a solid 90 minutes, no break, just like a whole like roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, I love that too. I <laughs> yeah. do. Uh, and so are there any plans to, to go back to um, something like What's Your Wish, or is that in the books and then you move on? So that's a, that's a good question because we're still trying to figure that out. Okay. So we have a couple of other shows that are also in our rotations. Mm-hmm. And so What's Your Wish was the first. And then we worked together as a group on a piece called The Waterman, yeah. which is a musical, the way I describe it as a musical, that combines James Bond and The Little Mermaid. All right. And uh, <laughs> that's a lot of fun. And so we're looking at kind of vamping up that in 2020 Okay. Uh, while we put our current show, uh, Death Cruise, which we can talk about later, yeah. uh, on uh, kind of like letting that percolate. Okay. And, and while we're waiting for that to percolate, we'll work on Waterman. And then we've kind of been doing that with What's Your Wish. So we were working on, while we were performing What's Your Wish, we were writing Death Cruise. Right. And so right now where we're at with What's Your Wish is we are getting it into licensing and allowing other companies to rent the rights and perform it themselves. Oh, really? Yeah. And we have a couple of leads on on maybe doing like uh, smaller runs here and there mm-hmm. of it. Uh but for the most part, yeah, we're just kind of continuing continuing that cycle of like working on new material, but having the our previous shows in our back pocket. Yeah. So um, tell me about that. I mean, how do you feel about somebody like handing it off to somebody else to perform? Are you comfortable, or is it a weird feeling? It's a part of the process. Okay. Especially for theater, um, it's it's always great, and it's and it's meant for the original creators, mm-hmm. obviously. But putting it out into the hands of other people. Um, is 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 rewarding and exciting in a very different way because right. all of a sudden it's not like that we're performing it, but it's like, oh, but that is something that we created and now other people are performing it and other people are enjoying it yeah. and seeing it. And it's it's been an interesting uh, juggling act because we are actor musicians, but we are not expecting like these people who we're giving the rights to to also be actor musicians. Although we did have one theater that's like, yeah, we're a children's theater of children actor musicians huh. in Pennsylvania. I was like, what? <laughs> that's crazy. So they're you know, so it, it's it's uh, I think it's going to be different for each production yeah. that gets it and. We've spent so much time with with what's your wish. So like, right. you know what? We we've we've given our heart and soul into this, and we know what this is. And yeah, we're good to put this on paper and and give it to copyright. Yeah, you and, feel good enough handing it off. Yeah. Um, what if what if there's a situation where they're not matching maybe the I don't want to say skill level or the actor musician part of it. How do you how do you um, supplement that with just backing music or how? Yeah, there's a bunch of different ways you could go about it. You uh, either cre- we would re- re-record the songs with the instruments, and that becomes part of the package, so okay. they don't have to be instrument players. Okay. Uh, we also have sheet music that we could give in orchestra, so that we would have those instruments still being there, uh, just not being played by the actors. Or there's you know obviously always the option for actor musicians as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So let's talk about Death Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> this is the new jam. <laughs> yeah. So Death Cruise is our musical. We actually started writing it, ironically enough, on that fateful weekend in November 2016. Like that happened and then we all went away. Oh, wow. And we we're like, okay, we just need to write something that's going to distract us from all the things that are happening now. And uh, 
we're kind of scared, but it's also kind of funny, but it's not really funny. And like, this feels like like a comedy horror that we're living in. Like, let's write a good comedy horror musical. (laughs) And we, we took some ideas and, and, uh, there were some original ideas that we were like really heartfelt on that now are nowhere at all in this production. Yeah. And I would say that that production that we wrote that weekend is nothing like the production that we have today. I mean like characters, plot points, idea, like everything. Probably the only thing that's changed, that's stayed the same is that they're on a boat. Everything. (laughs) I mean, even the title. So originally it was titled an entirely different musical and everything. Yeah. So, um, so that's been great. The story itself is about um, a group of cruise ship workers who are haunted and then hunted by a demon who, you know, comes to comes to kill them. Right, right. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Oh man, I'm looking forward to that. So, um, so how did how did that idea? It was just basically the what the election and the the awfulness of yeah 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 that. And we had a, we had a handful of ideas to throw in the pot of like mm-hmm. what would our next musical be? And we wrote, we threw in some ideas, and the one that we all caught on to was like, what about this group at, at the time? So it was a group of actors that were all on a show, and okay. as they were dying, they were having to like double the parts of the play that they were in. And it was really cool in theory. But then like, you know, as we were walking through, I was like, oh yeah, this doesn't really work. So what we've modified it to now is much more broad and and, uh, available to more audience members besides just actors. Awesome. Do you ever, do you ever write something um, and finish it and think that it could possibly become a film or uh, filmed, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Our, our, one of the, there, yes, this is the short answer. There's yeah, a handful. Yeah, yeah. We are always are open to hearing from other collaborators and people. We we had somebody reach out to us who saw What's Your Wish and was like, oh man, this would make a great animated movie. Right. Like, how can we do that? And so we kind of started thinking about like all the technologies that we have available to us, which it's not too complicated mm-hmm. nowadays to make an animated film. It's true. Uh, with a handful of, of different programs that make it like super easy. So that's a, that's a project that we are entertaining at the moment. So there's yeah. definitely things um, in my mind, I would love for Death Cruise to turn into one of those like cult classic horror movies like, right. uh, like Reefer Madness or um, uh, I'm losing the name yeah. of the other one I'm thinking of, but, but, but kind of like that niche, Little Shop of Horrors. That's oh, what right, right, right. Where it's like, this never made like huge Broadway success and it had a small following, but then like after a while, it's like, oh yeah, this is like a good, cult, got it, got it, yeah. Following kind That's of musical. cool. Yeah, and you guys have the music on Spotify, right? For for uh, What's Your Wish. Yes. That album is out. Yes, it is. What's Your Wish? A Thicket and Thistle. We are on Spotify as well as iTunes and I believe SoundCloud. Awesome. As well. Cool, cool. Um, all right. So, uh, what do you see as next? You said you have the the Waterman uh, also like in the mix. Yeah, we, we're we're doing a campaign for Waterman twenty twenty. We want to. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's definitely one of our goals. It's such a fun musical. Yeah. Um, the other things we got going on. So we have Death Cruise, and it's going to open on the twenty sixth, and uh, we are possibly extending to uh, the next weekend. So keep your ears out for that one. Beautiful. And then uh, following that, we're going to do in the fall, we're going to be working on a 24-hour live stream musical, potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is in 24 hours, we take suggestions at the beginning of that 24 hours and we live stream our entire process. Well, you've done that. Yes. Yes. So it's going to be our third. This This will be be our third. Yeah. 
Yeah. Take us through that a little bit. Oh, because, man. Yeah, because <laughs> I, 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 I popped into each one of those, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really awesome. I mean, you guys are just, you're in the room, and you guys are working, and yeah. how does, so how does it work? 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. so we we, uh, we take uh, suggestions at the beginning of that 24-hour process. We're on live stream on Facebook and uh, Instagram. And uh, just saying, you know, hey, give us, uh, uh, give us an idea, give us a name, give us a character, give us a location, and we slowly started forming what we always, we always uh, have in our mind is going to be like a twenty-minute musical. But the last two times has turned out to be like a forty to to fifty-minute musical, of uh, uh, because once we get our creative juices flowing, so yeah. we all stay in the same room for twenty-four hours, <laughs> and at the end of that twenty-four hours, we perform it. Oh wow! Which is crazy. So yeah. I, oh wow! So I haven't I haven't actually seen the performances. I have to I have to check back into that. That's oh yeah, awesome. To they're see on, all they're on Facebook. Just the just that, just the that, performance. Yeah, just the performances. That's really cool. Who thought of that? I mean, how did you think of of that idea? I feel like it's so unique. I, I've I've never seen anything like that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's it's a. Honestly, it was a ploy for for money. We, yeah, yeah. we were like, how can we get people interested in what we do? Yeah, and if and a lot of people, when we tell them about what we do, they're like, well, how do you do it? Like, what is your creation process like? So we're like, okay, well, we'll film our creation process, but instead of doing a, a showing you our creation process for a gigantic musical that takes you know, years and years, we'll just like truncate it all into twenty four hours, so right. you can see like how we how we handle the ideas that we receive and how we delegate who's going to do what and how we come together and then. The cool thing about those experiences is that we'll come, like we'll we'll scatter, we'll write our parts, and then we'll come back and we'll share the stuff that we've worked on. And then is the fun game of like, okay, great. So these are the puzzle pieces. Then where's the connective tissue? Like, yeah. how do we make that? Like, what what hooks can we put in this song that will reverberate in the scene? And how can we make these characters agree with each other um, amongst like the the music and the script and. Yeah. Does that inform what instruments we're hearing in these songs and and all that stuff as well? And that's that's tough uh, collaborating with um, that many people, right? So you have you said there's like a core six, mm-hmm. um, and most of you do write. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are there arguments at times, or uh, is there headbutting? How does that when, when those things kind of come up or disagreements? Yeah, so. I'm not going to lie to you and say that it's utopian. Like there is definitely a couple of times where there is like a little bit of like a headbutting but even that sounds a little too like aggressive yeah, like it's yeah. very much like we we all are under the same understanding that we are working towards something that we want to be good right and so there's not a worry of like well this was my idea so i want it to be you know uh, uh this is more like okay well what's good for the group like what's good for the show yeah there's that mentality that you uh go at it with so that right then and there that takes away the well this was my idea and so I'm really going to fight hard for this and if I don't get my way I'm going to be upset so taking that out of the mix you guys probably wouldn't gel as well as you do if you if anyone was like that in the yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and I think there also is a is a, a good amount of trust mm-hmm. uh, because there's I can't tell you how many times there have been that that Sam has brought in something in and I've been like, I don't know. I don't think it's that funny, but I'm just going to keep myself quiet and let it play out. And then mm. it plays into a room and everybody loves it. Right. I'm like, right. yeah, see, okay, this is why I don't say, yeah, you know? yeah, no, that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a lot of trusting your gut and finding those things that you do want to fight for. There is some, there is, uh, uh there are certain aspects of these shows that, that, if I feel very fervently about like a joke or a scene or like the, a need for the form to go this way, then like we'll talk about it and we'll hash it out and we'll come to an agreement because mm-hmm. those where what you find or what we found is that when you have those disagreements, it's really because those that's just two 
opposing views that are also that are equally passionate. Right. And from that, we try to use that passion. Yeah. To um, to create something that's like a conglomerate of both. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Were you ever Were you ever on the production side of of plays? Uh, you know, like in the in the background or behind the scenes. Yes. Uh, in college, that was one of the things uh, that we had to do was. I went to college for musical theater mm-hmm. and uh, was on the performance side, but uh, a quarter of our training was behind the scenes, behind on the other side of the table, doing tech. Uh, it's like a wood shop, and I, I clearly uh, enjoyed it so much. I can't even remember what it was called. <laughs> Scene shop, sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, working on hanging lights, but then also working on like costumes or just general production needs. Being like an assistant, right, uh, production person, so. That that training and and that's pretty much all of us are all kind of have that in us. Um, so in each show we take different positions. So for what's your wish, I wasn't in it; I directed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the Waterman, I was in, and then we had uh, Josh, who's another one of our members, direct it. And then in Death Cruise, it's all of us, and we hired an outside director. So it's it's oh, different. interesting. Okay, it's different for each show. Right, right. Okay, all right. Very cool. Um, all right, so. Give us a little bit of advice. Um, do you have any nuggets uh, of, of wisdom for somebody maybe trying to break into um, writing their own plays or even maybe even acting or, or singing in, uh, in plays? What, yeah. What's guided me is do it for free, do it frequently, and do it with friends. If you're doing it to, to make money or if that's like the go, it, that just doesn't, it doesn't fuel you. Like you need to find something more passionate or what makes you more passionate than just the goal of money because it's not here. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And then that like doing it frequently is about like making it consistent and making that sacred space for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently started, uh, picked up, I picked up the artist way um, which is I recommending it. I know it's been out there for a while, and sure. I just need as many people to know that Artist Way exists, and you need to experience it. Yeah. Um. Uh, and she, and she talks a lot about the importance of carving out time mm-hmm. and carving out consistent time. So every week, you know, taking yourself on an artist date every morning, journaling for thirty minutes, and just like dedicating that time, so like creating that frequency. And then the most important to me is doing it with friends, mm-hmm. like having because with friends, you're you're creating a space that you are comfortable and that you are able to be yourself and be vulnerable. Uh, but then you also have accountability. And and a lot of our success is definitely because we are all in this together and we're all kind of pushing it all together. I, I find it a lot harder for my personal solo projects to, to, for those to get any traction because there's not anybody that's trying to keep me on a, on a timetable or, right. you know, that, that is pushing me and being like, Oh yeah. Hey, you, so you heard no from this theater, but like, have you looked at these five other theaters? And so a lot of that, whereas usually is very like self, uh, self-motivating mm-hmm. having a group of friends to help you with that is yeah. super important. Yeah. Yeah. And you have the trust of that team. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like sort of the freedom to, to mess up and be okay with that. Right. Like oh, there's yeah. no, pre- the pressure is kind of off there. Oh, a hundred percent. But that's one of the things that I love about, especially cause right now we're in rehearsals for death cruise is that it's a bunch of like, I'm just going to try this and it's probably not going to be funny, but we'll find some nugget of truth in it. And then we can build on that. And yeah. that's where we'll find the comedy. Uh, I, yeah. The trust being able to be in a room with people 
that you can say like, okay, don't judge me. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> I'm gonna look ugly. I'm gonna sound ugly. I'm gonna say something that you're not gonna think is funny, but let's work on it together. Yeah. And just like going at it from there, you're automatically taking off all the pressure. Right. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jonathan Foster, thanks so much for for sitting here. This of was course. awesome. Yeah. Um, Death Cruise. So, uh, what name some of the dates? What are we What are we looking at? Great. So we're looking at July 26th is our opening, and uh, we play Friday night at eight o'clock. Saturday at two o'clock and then at eight o'clock as well on the 27th. Mm-hmm. And then our potential closing date, our soft closing date is Sunday, the 28th. And then, uh, we're looking at an extension the following weekend. So stay tuned for all that. Beautiful. Yeah. And then, uh, your listeners can find us on, um, we are to get tickets rather, uh, we have a bit.ly. So it's bit.ly backward slash death cruise tickets. And if your listeners use promo 666, the three three uh, numbers, not yeah. the words, uh, uh, 666, that'll give them a uh, discount on the tickets. Excellent. So, yeah. All right. Everybody rush out and go see Death Cruise, man. I'm excited. Oh, it's going to be great. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Of course. Thanks for having me. Hi, man. Guys, do yourself a favor and go see Thicket and Thistle's newest production, Death Cruise, opening on July 26th through the 28th at the Access Theater. These guys are absolutely electric. You will not want to miss this. Go to bit.ly forward slash tickets and use promo code 666 at checkout. And you can find them on social at Thicket and Thistle. You could also find us on Instagram at Stay Creating and throw us some feedback, guys. Uh, throw us a DM. Throw us a few messages. Uh, I, I would really love to know what you guys are, are liking here. I want to give you guys as much insight uh, and advice as possible from our guests. And so uh, the only way to know is uh, to hear from you. So uh, write a review or uh, leave us a message and uh, get in touch with us and let us know. Help spread the word. <laughs>